Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Uh, what, a, what an opportunity we have today uh, to join together and to listen to someone who is going to give us, I hope, some insights, some good information. Uh, and we're going to do that from the standpoint of, of higher education, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We are going to go to university. I like the way they say that uh, in, in England, uh, in, in British English. Yes, we're going to hospital. Uh, we're going to university. Uh, they forget the. Actually, they don't forget it because I kind of like it the other way without the the. But we are going to do that. We're going to go to that higher level of learning. We hope that you uh, will enjoy it. Uh, there is no cost in that regard other than you're listening. Uh, I always remind people anytime that uh, I do these programs, <clears throat> you want to be careful because once you've heard it, you can't unhear it. Now, I know that sounds kind of strange coming from me, and I used to say that more seriously, but I actually say it with tongue-in-cheek because it is true. Um, once you hear it, you cannot unhear it, and now you're going to have to deal with it, and sometimes that's not a bad thing. We're going to find out all about that with our very special guest today. Her name is Rachel Fiore. Uh, Master of Self University, and you put a uh, .com at the end of that, and uh, there you go. It is masterofselfuniversity.com. That's her website, and we certainly hope you'll go there. And uh, th Rachel, first of all, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Well, I, uh, it's lovely to have you and to <clears throat> have the opportunity to talk about all these different areas regarding, <clears throat> pardon me, Masters of, Masters of Self University, which is a mystical thought <clears throat> and elite coach. She's an elite coach for high-profile people and couples. She is the lead mystical professor. Why do I feel like you're right up there with, uh, with Dumbledore? in uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. You're teaching the mystical life. You have a coaching certificate program, a mystical life coaching certificate program. And this is very interesting because I am very intrigued by <clears throat> what I refer to as the ancient wisdom teachings that go back thousands. Who knows? Maybe there's something out there that's going back millions of years and somehow was preserved. Um, Tell us a little bit about this, because there seems to be sort of a, um, how do I put this, a, um, a real significance to this process that you share, you're going to share with us today. It's, um, as I said, higher learning mm -hmm. in more ways than one. But it, it's, it's also something that is, is going to, and this is in a good way, I think, going to set us as, shall we say, students. It's going to set us apart from, uh, from everybody else. Yes, as an individual, <clears throat> but, but as, shall we say, graduates of the university. But that doesn't make us necessarily better than, does it? No, there's it's no superior. About. It's not about being superior to anybody else. We've lived superior, inferior programs for the last 10,000 years. It's about awakening, truly awakening to a higher level of consciousness so we can show up in this world as better humans, as truly divine souls having a human experience so that we can live in a way where we no longer harm and hurt others. 
And that you have to be a higher level of consciousness to no longer run your programs, your woundedness and project those onto people in the world and actually create a world that is very loving and supportive and uplifting for everybody to live in and share while we're here together in this earth school. The, the work that you have been doing, how long have you been doing it? When did your education in, uh, shall we say, the area of um, esoteric, uh, mystical uh, learnings uh, come about? Because I love seeing the stories of people who have or who have been called to and follow through with that calling uh, of the mystical teachings and uh, I talk with Indians about their medicine of their tribe and so forth. I'm very curious in that regard about that. Uh, where did where did this all begin for you? Um, truthfully in, in childhood, I, I came here with these abilities, you know, psychic abilities and, and wisdom kind of flowed through. Of course, I had no awareness that's what was happening at the time, but I would I would be able to see in people, their mental programs, their unhealed stuff, what was happening with them that they couldn't see. And I would, um, I would guide them. But if you don't want this to happen anymore, then you need to do this over here. And to me, it just is how I functioned. And I couldn't understand that other people didn't function that way. Like, why can't you see what I see? Um, it was so innate and natural to me to have premonitions and all the psychic abilities that I have that I couldn't, it took me a very long time to understand, oh, this is a little different, not better, not superior, but it is different than how the average person functions. And it's been um, a lifelong journey to kind of understand my gifts, understand what I'm here to teach and bring to the world. And to go through, of course, the tough, painful lessons and tests of initiation to be somebody who can, in a very divinely responsible way, offer these teachings to other people. Now you have an MSOT and a CEO uh, of Masters uh, Masters of Self uh, University. What's the MSOT? I'm guessing somewhere in there it's mystical something. <laughs> it's a Masters of Science in Occupational Therapy. So when I got my master's degree as an occupational therapist, I went on to specialize in mental, emotional, behavioral health in children and adults. Um, all the while, while I was growing more um, into my healing gifts, of course, I learned the hard way in Western medicine when I was told over and over, sick people make us money, Rachel, stop trying to heal people, <laughs> stop try to trying to empower people so that they can learn how to heal themselves. And I left Western medicine because of that, which is when I went out my own, um, you know, did my own coaching business and, and all of that eventually evolving into what I have created today, the founder and CEO of Masters of Self University, teaching people, you can awaken, you can heal anything, you can learn what it means to connect to your divinity and your divine power and no longer live in suffering. You just have to be willing and devoted, be willing to learn and devoted to learning how. Hmm. And there seems to be and this is actually a question there seems to be that willingness on the part of more and more people i think so i think i've really seen a shift in that especially in the last handful of years um 15 years ago 
where are you? Why aren't you willing to do the work? I was frustrated with humanity. I did, couldn't see it. I couldn't see people really willing to do the work at actually truly healing and evolving out of the way we've been living for the last 10,000 years as humans. I just, there's been a beautiful shift. I really see a shift now. And I see so many people hungry for truth, divine truth and self-empowerment self-empower like i can do this for myself i want to be a sovereign being i want to know the truth live the truth and i'm willing to do what it takes to heal myself to get there i see that a lot it's beautiful to see do you ever survey your clients as as we will call them mm -hmm. uh to ask them uh not only are you willing but why are you willing because that seems to me that that is a very important answer for one to have because then you then you are able to hone in on their true intent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the things I emphasize is you have to be willing. It takes willingness and devotion. I always emphasize that. And uh, why do you want to heal yourself? Why do you want to evolve is a very important question. Not that there is a wrong answer to that. It's not a trick question, but it does allow you to see that, um, well, I want to heal myself and I want to evolve and I want to get certified as a mystical life coach in your program because I want to make a lot of money. You're not going to be accepted into my program. Yeah. That's, it's not what, why we do what we do. You know, we, we are very, um, an extremely elite, um, powerful coaching program. It is, we offer the deepest level of transformation, literally accessible to humans during this time on in the world right now. So we're a very powerful program. Um, but we don't do what we do just to earn money. That is none of my coaches. It's not acceptable. That's not how we function. It's our number one is to heal people at the soul level. And as long as those are your intentions and you work and you study and you gain these skills, then of course you deserve the money that, that people are going to pay you as clients, but that's secondary. Yeah. So the why behind things is, um, important. And of course, if somebody's not coming from that high level of integrity, there's no judgment. That's okay that that's the place you're in right now. Not going to work for me, not going to work for my corporation. Um, but there's never judgment because yeah. somebody is there. Right. Uh, we're talking with Rachel Fiore. She is the CEO of uh, the Masters of Self Universe, Moss U. Uh, how's your football team this season? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, indeed. I have to say uh, uh, that this because uh, 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 every time I do programs dealing with the mystical teachings and the ancient wisdom teachings and so forth, um, this this one little story, very short little story that I heard uh, Woody Allen tell. And if you're too young to know who he is, why don't you just Google him? He's a, a comedian from the 60s through the 80s and 90s filmmaker as well. Anyway, one of his stand up bits, he was uh, talking about how he uh, <clears throat> he was in college. And he was taking Metaphysics 101, and uh, they were uh, they were taking a test, and uh, he was given an F <clears throat> because um, he looked into the soul of the kid in front of him, and you're not apparently you're not supposed to do that in Metaphysics 101. Uh, but anyway, that's a, a, a horrible joke, but it just came to mind, and I thought, <laughs> okay. 
because uh, it's not one of those things that we're really working towards. We're talking with uh, Rachel Fiore, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is really a pleasure to have the CEO. Of, um, you don't look highfalutin. You don't look like you're sitting up on a, on a pedestal anywhere or in an ivory tower. And you yeah. said something just a few moments ago that I think is really significant. And it, it, again, it brings up another short story. But this one isn't necessarily humorous. It has to do with a couple of guys, Bill and Fred, and they're good friends. And they go out to breakfast and they have a great morning. They're chatting away and coffee and whatever it is. And the Bill comes and uh, Bill... Uh, who is uh, Bill and Fred. Bill is, uh, he, he takes the check, he reaches in a pocket, and he takes out exactly the right amount plus gratuity for uh, the bill. And they go on about their day. A few, uh, about a week later, they get together for lunch. Same thing. Great lunch, uh, you know, wonderful afternoon, uh, chatting away, catching up, and so forth. And then, once again, the bill comes, and he, Bill, takes and pays it with exactly the right amount of cash in his pocket. They go to dinner. A few nights later, and the same scenario unfolds. Fred is just, he's like, well, he's grateful, certainly, that, that Bill is picking up the tab. But he says, I don't understand. How is it that you, you know how much our bill is going to be every time we, you know, we go out? You know, and again, I thank you for doing that. But it's just kind of odd that you'd have exactly the right amount. So Bill tells him the story about how he was uh, going through his garage once and he found this lamp and he, he rubbed on it to clean it off a little bit and of course out pops the genie who says you have one wish and bill thinks about it he says can i get back to you he says sure i'll be here but remember you only have one wish and you can't wish for more wishes it doesn't work that way so bill comes back a few days later i know what my wish is to have exactly what i need when i need it as I go through life. Now, would I like to have uh, more zeros uh, or nines? I'll put nines before the decimal point. How's that? How about that? Because zeros, <laughs> unless you have a, a first digit of one or nine in front of the very beginning, yeah. you have nothing. <laughs> but I'd like to have more zeros, sure, before the decimal point. Yeah, who wouldn't? But when I think about the law of attraction, Rachel, I think, yeah, but is, it, is that in my best interest? Is that for my highest good? Is that part of my divine, the divine plan the universe has for me? Because here I am, 62 years old, almost 62. I'm still here. And all of the energy I put forth into worrying about finances over the last, well, I'd say 40 years that I've been working full time, uh, actually, maybe a little more than that, but be that as it may, um, I'm still here. I'm still kicking. And all of that energy that I spent is, uh, I, I probably could have powered a small city. Right. <laughs> you know, for a period of time. So um, let's talk about not just intent. Intent is important. But let's talk about what's best for Richard or for Rachel and so forth in terms of learning some of these divine principles mm -hmm. that we're going to talk about here on the program. Yeah, it's so part of what I teach here is you learn to wake up to the programs that you are running. And if that's a program of scarcity or lack or fear or worry of the future, those are negative, harmful programs. They're creating negative energy in your body. They're creating stress in your body. You might have, um, 
you know, weight gain because of it, hormone imbalance because of those things, or living stressed out all the time or in worry or fear, you're obviously living in suffering. It's a form of suffering. Forget about what, you know, do that for decades, the disease that will eventually occur in the, in the physical form because of it. So the best thing is we don't worry about, we heal the worry. We heal the program of worry. We hear heal the program of fear because that's what needs to be healed. We don't try to figure out how we're going to make more money and here's what you do. Take this action. Here's your, put your goals down. That stuff is ridiculous. And it is a waste of time and energy. It's, Oh, look at this. I realize that a program is running. I have anxiety in my body because I'm worried about how I'm going to pay, say, my mortgage for the next three months. That's a real fear. Mm -hmm. But that fear being there as a part of how you're showing up energetically, of course, continues to create your reality of lack. So what we learn to do is, oh, look, I'm triggered. There's a program activated running. What are the programs running right now? Fear, lack, scarcity. Um, you might be worried about other things. So you list all your programs, you become aware of those programs, and then you learn how literally to go into those programs on an energetic level and completely transform them so they don't exist anymore as a part of who you are, how you show up in the world. They don't get triggered anymore. When you learn the work that we teach, you know, in our coaching programs at Masters of Self University, you literally learn how to alchemize, completely transform those energies so they don't exist. They don't get triggered. Now, now you are open, you are expansive, you are powerful, you are abundant in positive, powerful energies. And from that space, your life experience, your reality completely shifts and changes. But you have to be willing to do the real work on the inside first. From there, you don't have to make, I wouldn't even want anybody to have a genie and, and have a wish because you'll limit what will come. You will limit what will come. Instead, when you can learn to clear out all of the programs that are running the ways you're showing up in the world, even the ones that are in your blind spot, you clear all of that out. You can now be a vessel that the universe moves through. And when I literally say, your financial, you're now abundant in all of these beautiful energies, which means you're abundant in financial energy. And that stuff will just come to you. People will find you. Opportunities really will come, but it will not come if you're in the same energetic state that you were yesterday when you were worrying about money or how am I going to make more? What is, is it okay to make more? Is it not? The universe will give you what the universe feels you have earned, you deserve, or guess what? When you're open and expansive and abundant, it'll just come. It, there's no end to what can come to you, but you have to be willing to do the work to change your thoughts, your emotions, your energetic state. That's the real work. Well, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> the real work is sometimes quite challenging. Um, yes. Maybe the word difficult is okay. I prefer using the word challenging. Uh, because there are a lot of experiences that we have, and some of them are really good that are still challenging. Yep. Uh, sometimes when I take on a project, uh, you know, uh, recording this, an audio book or a, a song or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, when I first start out, I'm going, okay, okay, this could take several hours and no, okay, dive in. And before you know it, it's over, you know, because I just put my focus on 
yeah. that which I was doing. Yeah. Uh, and um, I know, too, that there's also another aspect, too, of, of, of all of this. We're going to talk more about that here on, uh, on this program with uh, Rachel Fiore. She is the CEO of Masters of Self University, mastersofselfuniversity.com is the website, and we will be linked to that website here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and thanks for staying with us here on the program as we get set to, um, I don't know, sort of, kind of, in a way, maybe master something. Uh, I know that a lot of folks, when I have on this program, they, they have written uh, this particular book or that particular thing, and I like to ask them, so... So you've got it all together now. You're you're good, and and that's why you're teaching all of this because, you know, you're you've perfected this, and and it's all good, and we now all we all know now that it works because you're doing it, right? And Absolutely. I would actually put that to you, uh, Rachel. Uh, so so you've got it all together, right? You're we 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 know who you are and where you are and what you're teaching, and and that you've uh, you figured it all out. You're no longer practicing, right? no longer practicing no longer practicing you master for yourself first and then you share with others that's kind of the the law that i live by so it, it is possible to master it is what you're saying it is 100 percent possible to master it but you have to keep something in mind we are infinite divine beings so when you master something you're only going to live there for a short period of time before the universe says okay it's time to go up another level and then you get to go to the next level up and master that level. We are infinite beings. So the growth and the learning will never end. It's just, have you fully healed yourself? Are you whole? Are you a higher level of consciousness? Have you mastered what you're here to master? And then guess what? You did it. Beautiful. Look at this. Life flows. It's a lot easier. You move through challenges with grace. And then you get another challenge in life in order to take you a level higher. And then you need to master that level how many levels are there in uh in um uh, moss U? it's so i don't teach it as there are levels necessarily but there is the foundation of the work is realizing how you are actually showing up in the world versus how you like to think you are it's really seeing the foundation of this is what mental programs emotional programs behavioral programs and inner child wounds am I running on any given day? It's learning that's the foundation of the work. Why? Because that's what makes up our shadow self. That's what makes up our ego. That's what sabotages and ruins our relationships. That's what gets us in trouble and sends us to prison. That's what gets us fired. <laughs> like those are the things that cause hate and separation and prejudices and all the things in the world that are very unloving. So that's the work is seeing, you know, what are my, what are every aspect of my shadow self that is still alive and well and taking over and keeping me at a low level of consciousness or keeping me unconscious spiritually and going into those programs and healing those. You can learn 100% how to do that for yourself in a three month coaching program. You can gain those skills to be able to fully heal yourself in three months, as long as you're willing and devoted. It doesn't mean you'll be fully healed in three months. It's a process to learn it, but you can walk away in three months, completely elevated, knowing exactly how to heal everything in your life that you don't want to be experiencing anymore or your relationship. You will have the power and the tools. Again, you have to be willing to do the work. We're not here to be passive and lazy. 
Like that's, that's a human shadow self characteristic. That's not a divine characteristic. I would say that in the 80s, uh, I started my work uh, more uh, uh, progressively and aggressively. Um, my, my metaphysical primer happens to be autobiography of a yogi. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. And, um, and, and indeed it is. And um, every so often throughout the years, I've been brought back to that foundation, not so much of the book per se, but the philosophy mm -hmm. through two other um, organizations that are branches of that same tree. <clears throat> of uh, and lineage, if you will, of Harmahansa and his guru and his guru and so forth, uh, through um, self in a self inquiry life fellowship. Now you have masters of self university, mm -hmm. masters of self, yes. uh, MOS, if you will, and that is it, something that is. Um, a challenge for a lot of people because they don't want to deal with, and I don't use the term dark side, I use the same term you do, our shadow side. It is part of what makes us who we are. Without it, we would be a totally different person. And one of the things we encourage people to do on this program, Rachel, and through this program is to participate in what we have dubbed the decade of perfect vision was the year, but then we moved out of that year and into the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. That's where we ask people to go within and spend time in that quiet, peaceful, calm, still place, listening to that still small voice. Mm -hmm. First of all, how can we recognize and accept and embrace that still small voice that we're listening to is that which is, and a lot of different names, mm -hmm. but we'll stick with one, our higher self mm -hmm. or connection to the divine, if not the divine voice. Yeah, that's a beautiful, I love this question. So the first thing is um, part of what we teach, just bite-sized pieces that you can easily chew and swallow. We teach you First of all, well, what are my mental programs? These are the programs that your mind jumps in and takes over. So your intuition, your higher self really is always there. And that is the number one thing that anybody on the planet can trust. There's no such thing as, oh, I have to learn to trust my higher self. No, you don't. That's divinity. That is perfection. That is 100% accurate. The one you want to follow is inside of you, that higher self. However, what we do need to learn is discernment which is my higher self speaking to me versus my ego, my mental programs, my unhealed inner child wounds. Like my inner child is showing up at 12 years old and my inner child is taking over. So the process is learning to first identify your programs. Oh, look at this. Um, my mind is saying that you're attacking me and being unfair and I, you're a jerk. Those are mental programs. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we, uh, you learn, okay, how old are you right now? 62. Almost. <laughs> yeah. But your inner child is oh, showing up, child. taking over. Yeah. So it's how old are you right now energetically as a wounded inner child? And it's, it's I'm 12 or I'm seven. Beautiful. So that shows you that is the one talking to you, taking over. You don't want to listen 
your romantic relationship or a big life decision from a seven-year-old, right? Yeah. So for, especially a wounded seven-year-old who's in, in fear and, and afraid to use their voice or whatever it might be, you learn to identify that is what's going on right now. And then you learn how to completely heal and alchemize that so that no longer exists in you, which means if that's completely healed, now there's more space for you to identify, oh, wait a minute. I'm starting to recognize my higher soul. This isn't an inner child talking anymore. I can actually hear my higher soul now. And then you learn that's, that's your guidance. That's what you want to follow. That's, that's what we do. And you know, it's interesting how, and I was sharing this on a previous program, it gets easier and easier the more that you trust and follow the promptings. Yeah. Uh, as I come into work almost every morning, there's a fork in the road and I can go straight, stay on that main thoroughfare, or I can make a right turn down a side street that takes me south to where I need to go to make the turns and so forth. And I'll, I'll, I'll like, for example, this morning, uh, when I was coming in, I actually kind of put the question out, which way, which way today? And next thing you know, turn signals on, making a right, going down this way. For no apparent reason, uh, I don't necessarily need to know the reason why. Uh, I, I'm just looking for guidance. I'm just saying, look, I hope that I'll make it down this road safely without any incidents and I get to work in, in one piece and so forth. I really do. Mm -hmm. um, because one morning, uh, I sort of got the prompting to turn down a side street and I was traveling across and a gentleman pulls out of his driveway right in front of me. I had no chance to stop. Mm -hmm. I tried veering out of the way, but we still collided. It was a non-injury, non-injury accident, which was fabulous. But it took us down a path where the vehicle that I was driving was totaled. Mm -hmm. uh, our loan for the vehicle was paid off and we actually had some extra to go buy a brand new, well, not brand new, but a used mm -hmm. truck, a, a, a Ford F-150, which we have to, which we've been, we've been wanting for years because of where we live. So there's where I don't perceive my still small voice putting me in harm's way or, or, or in danger because I, I mean, I was shaken up certainly initially just trying to, sure. all right, all right, what do I need to do first? You know, and, and, and uh, so forth. So I start making the phone calls and so on and so forth. I was okay. He was okay. As a matter of fact, um, just before I drove away, limped away, I guess in the car in front of the police officer who was taking the reports, I read, I extended my hand to the gentleman and I said, Hey, I'm glad that neither of us is hurt. He shook my hand and I said, now go out and make it a better day than this because I'm going to. Mm, beautiful. And I wanted to do it in front of the police officer, but I also wanted to do that because I am going to come up most likely, I'm going to come across this gentleman somewhere down the road here in Santa Barbara. It's a small town. Yeah. So I don't need to have that energy floating around. Right. Do you find that either A, uh, your intuition has guided you away from potential, um, shall we say, harm, mm -hmm. or put you in a position where, yes, the harm is there, but it's not going to endanger your physical life and well-being, and it was for kind of like that reason that I experienced? 
Yeah, it can be. Those are some of our little, um, there's going to be a gift for you. Here's a little test of initiation and there's going to be a gift for you. You're going to be able to get a new car out of this, but can you move through this challenge with grace? And sometimes it's passing that test of initiation where I'm going to extend my hand. Let's make this a better day than how we started off and moving through that, that challenge with grace. Sometimes that is the test to pass. And no one got hurt and it wasn't anything terrible. It was yeah. a, it was a challenging experience though. It wasn't a pleasant experience when you went through it, when you, you know, you collided, but that's one thing to remember that we are, we are divine souls having a human experience. We are here in the earth school. We're here for our souls to grow and expand and learn. Mm. And so we look at everything. Oh, what does this experience have to teach me? Because it must be something important or I wouldn't be here experiencing it. And that can be a, a, a collision, an unpleasant experience. It could be a terrible, rocked your whole world, your world collided experience. And yet your soul says, there are things here for you to learn. So learn them, grow, expand, evolve. How would you evolve if there were no challenges? You wouldn't, we'd get lazy, mm -hmm. you know? So that's part of, we have to keep that in mind that part of us being here is so that we can learn to move through challenge in order to gain the lessons and the gifts that are in those very challenges. Did you pass the test? Because if you didn't and you failed it, then you're getting another one. But if you pass it and you, you really do pass that test and you learn something from it and you can move through it with grace, then guess what? You don't have to take that test again. You've pat, you've evolved you've expanded your soul is is bigger beyond you know the expansion level that it was before now that you moved through this experience that's why we're here rachel fiore is my guest masters of self university masters of self university.com is the website i'm richard dugan this is tell me your story we're bringing you new paradigms for a new world and choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true and you said something earlier rachel fiore about um <clears throat> dis discernment uh which i prefer that word to the word discrimination carries a lot of baggage in that word. So discernment is probably a better word. Um, and I think it's maybe even more accurate because we have the God-given right, if you will, under the banner of free will, uh, to have in our lives or out of our lives those people that we want. And one of my chapters talks about um, uh, um, when making a choice, uh, make sure that your personal input, which includes the people around you, make your personal input match your choice. Now, a lot of people will probably have problems with this because uh, you might start being labeled as thus and such and thus and so who is judging these people. And it's actually has nothing to do with judgment. It has to do with supporting you and your choice. And we aren't talking about yes people either. We're at least, at the very least, we're talking about people who aren't tearing down your choice. And I think that's real important that we might want to touch upon because it does seem as though we've had, and let's just keep it to, to uh, uh, modern history of the last five or ten years, 
we've we've got more uh, more people at one point with a country divided in particular um, who are believing this story versus that one and for some reason the story has become the most important element in their lives to the and unfortunately this has happened exclusion of people who don't believe it, that the story yes. is true yes is yes. there a method by which you teach people not to listen to or read that story or is there some importance in that you know we we even though we don't believe it we do need to listen to that story to try to understand where the other person is whether we agree with them or not is irrelevant right. because we still are trying to create community here and i know that's a big big thing there yeah absolutely so it's the first thing is about mastering the self what programs am i running so that person over there is triggering me. I don't agree with them. Well, what programs am I running? I'm running programs of judgment. Am I attacking? Am I running an attacking program? Am I projecting? Am I, that's where we start. Because if I'm doing that, that's what I am putting out into the world. Mm. Forget about what they're doing. You're putting hate, separation, judgment, you know, you're acting superior to them, which is creating inequality in our world. Those are the programs that I'm running when I point my finger and blame and judge and attack other people. I'm creating hate. I'm creating separation. All of that is an illusion. All of that is what we're meant to heal from. So I can see you over there. We have different views. Who cares? I can dissolve and heal my programs of judgment so that I can open my heart and I can see where you're coming from. I might not agree with you in any way. It doesn't mean I need to offer hate to you. I can offer love and acceptance of you that you can choose to do what you want to do for you. And I can learn how to honor that. And what needs to happen on the other side is the same thing that it is okay for you to believe in that and choose that for you. And I can offer love support and honoring of that. If that is what is good for you over there, that is beautiful. And if this is what's good for me over here, that is beautiful. All of the big lessons the universe needs to give us will go away if we learn what we're meant to learn from these big, huge challenges in the world. Mm. Stop hating each other. Stop fighting each other learn to love and support despite our differences that is what we're here to learn if we can't learn that more pandemics more whatever are going to come because we didn't get a clue we're still stuck in preschool mm -hmm. we need to yeah. mature emotionally spiritually we need to show what love it love doesn't mean i agree with you love means i won't attack you because i disagree with you that's where we need to grow up Rachel Fiore, MastersOfSelfUniversity.com, the website. And this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we're here talking with the CEO of Masters of Self University, MastersOfSelfUniversity.com, Moss U. I'm really looking forward to their tennis team coming out uh, <laughs> uh, with their new uniforms. I understand they have new <laughs> uniforms. 
And you know, folks, I'm just kidding around. Um, every time you hear about universities, you often wonder, do they have a sports program? You know? <laughs> and they're sort of kind of in a way. I wanted to touch upon something else that you just said just a moment ago in reference to this whole aspect of, of discrimination. Uh, there's a, there's a four-phase uh, uh, process I went through um, early uh, in 2017 and um, it took me a while to develop it, and I even had some help from one of my uh, one of my guests on this program. And it was an interesting process of starting with "Thank you, teacher, for teaching me how not to be yes. uh, or not to do whatever the case might be." The second phase was "I forgive you," but more importantly, I forgive myself for allowing myself to be dragged into this. Third phase was, and this is now coming from the loving, humble heart. That's where it's got to come from. What is it that makes you so afraid that you have to do this or say this or and so forth and so on? Yes. So on. But it was the fourth phase that my guest told me about. And it was three simple words also coming from a very human, warm, loving heart mm -hmm. from one human being on the planet to another. I love you. You have every right to be here just as I do. I don't have to like or dislike what it is that you are all about, but you have every right to be here and express what it is that you're here to do. And I know that all of that uh, is very difficult, especially for people who have been through many of the mass traumas that we have had, not just in this country, but around the world over literally the centuries, if not just taking a look at maybe the last century and, and the middle of that last century's horrific uh, um, doings, if you will. Actually, it was in the latter half of the first, oh, please, in the 40s, the World War II. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it does take an effort. It really does. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, um, I've let some people uh, go in my life that, that were dra dragging me down, that were draining me, uh, yeah. that I just did not feel comfortable working with. And one in particular, who I still associate with, um, keeps coming around, keeps coming around. And I would have to say that I accept, I accept his kindness in the way that he gives it. But I don't allow myself to get drawn into further uh, relationship activities uh, to right. sort of because uh, I don't want to encourage this person. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say, hey, I don't want you coming around here ever again. You know, you know, get away, kid. You bother me kind mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, but because uh, this person is a very nice person. He's a genuine person, mm -hmm. he's, but he has his idiosyncrasies just like I do. When you when you're working with people, it, it, that's and you kind of said it, too, about, you know, we're going to have more pandemics and more tsunamis and more this and that and the other thing on the outside world. Because that's a representation of what's going on inside of us. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Talk to us about looking at it from that perspective. The outer is a mirror of our personal inner, especially yeah. if it's something that is triggering us. That's beautiful. So we have to remember that the macrocosm, what we see out in the world is a reflection of the microcosm that we are. The microcosm creates the macrocosm. So what we see out there, I don't like this. There's hate. 
there's prejudice, there's sexism, there's racism, there's, you know, wars, there's, but what about you on the inside? Oh, I don't do any of that. Really? How many people did you judge and criticize today alone? Mm. How many people did you run control programs with your partner or with your children or with people at work? Did you run control programs? Were you rigid and stubborn and stuck in your ways and refusing to see another viewpoint? Because that is what we see in the outer world, isn't it? So we have to understand that, you know, when, when I, when I say we are divine souls having a human experience, we are creating all of this. We just don't have enough. Um, we don't grow up learning how that we are doing this, that we are master creators. So we end up creating a lot of the things that are very unpleasant and we don't want to experience anymore. And yet we refuse to go inside and do the real inner work that is, that is required inside of me, myself, and I, and if I master myself and I heal all of my control programs, rigidity programs, programs of hate or prejudice or, you know, bias or whatever it might be. Um, if I go in and heal all of that, and then you go in and heal all of that in yourself, and then 10 more people and a thousand more people, you will see a massive shift on what happens in the outer world on the, in the macro. Because when we change ourselves from the inside, the reflection of that is everything on the outside has no choice but to change. It has no choice. That's energetic law. Mm -hmm. So if I change me, my life, my situation, the people in my life will 100% begin to shift and change. It has no choice. Mm -hmm. Those are energetic laws of the universe. So yep. if we remember that, one person can start to change the world. Yep. You just have Rich to be willing. Rachel Fiore is my guest and masters of self dot uh, masters of self university dot com is the website masters of self university dot com and this is tell me your story I'm Richard Dugan your host and Rachel Rachel Fiore I want to uh, first of all your last name I it's like do you have a car named after it sounds really kind of you know, that'd be a great name for a car a Fiore <laughs> I love that you, uh, thank you Ferrari but nonetheless I don't care. <laughs> It's Italian for flowers is my last it. name. <laughs> and that would be the emblem on the hood of the yes. Fiori. Fiori, uh, Fiori, absolutely. It uh, comes in only uh, 1,600 different colors. Yep. <laughs> um, with what you've just said, uh, I, I say that all the time to people. Uh, there's, a, there's an old saying uh, that I was taught years ago that you can't change other people. And what you just said, which I have stated and almost exactly the same words over the last 15 or 20 or 30 years that I've been doing these kinds of interviews is the same thing. That's a lie. You can change people. However, here's the proviso. You don't go into it trying to change them. That exactly. is not the focus. Exactly. It has to be you change you. Yes. And then you will draw to you people who are uh, um, who are magnetized, so to speak, by what you are and who you are and how you've shifted your energy. And then you will repulse others who say, oh, God, I no way, I'm not going to be around that person. That It's a bunch of woo-woo or it's whatever. It's, yeah. the, oh, they're a progressive, they're a liberal, they're a this, they're a that. <laughs> right. Catholic, oh, my God, no. <laughs> right. uh, or whatever it is. What do you mean you only make $30,000 a year? What is your problem? And the, the judgments and all this kind of stuff. Yep. 
But we do that, and it, it, as you say, it happens. There's also another, another one of the universal laws that I love talking about, and we touched upon it a little bit with that one story of the genie that I, I talked about earlier, and that it, the universal law of exchange. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you, um, you might work 40 hours a week, and you may be getting this particular hourly rate or salary and you're there for a number of years and you're not getting a raise mm-hmm. and you go in and you ask and they keep the say no we just don't have it. we don't have it don't have it uh, and um, so you figure I'm gonna take it upon myself to get a raise so I think I'll just take this stapler today and then mm-hmm. next day it's something else and something else and something else and uh, there's a news story that came out in, I think it was 84, 85, 86 on ABC News. I was at a station where they carried that that network. It was a story about Motorola. And Motorola uh, was uh, laying off, that's how they put it, a thou- uh, I think it was like a thousand employees. And they said the reason they were laying off these thousand employees was because they had done an audit. And they had found that over a million dollars worth of materials were missing. Wow. Now, whether the individuals who were let go were a part of that pilfering or not, who knows? I worked for a station for 15 years in Phoenix. I was making $3 and three thirty-five. I think it was, minimum wage in uh, 1980, whatever it was. Wow. 15 years later, I was making seven thirty-five. So from 365 to 735 in 15 years. Now, from a human intellectual standpoint, oh my God, you, that's, that's all? In 15 years, your salary doubled? Your hourly rates doubled? That's it? Yeah. And I could have gone down that road, Rachel, of what the people at Motorola did. Yeah. Uh, being embittered, saying, oh, you guys don't pay me enough to clean the toilets. You don't pay me enough to vacuum the floors. You don't, And that was part of our job. Mm-hmm. But I began to realize that the abundance and the prosperity wasn't coming through my paycheck. It was coming through, first of all, the experience I was getting, the education. I was given the, the privilege of doing interviews. That's where I started doing interviews back in the 80s at the oh, radio station. And I would get the books, I would get the CDs, I would get the contacts, I would get the experience of doing interviews. I mean, the list continues on. The universe, there's always an equal and opposite exchange, just not where you think it is. How do you get people's minds to shift out of, well, it's supposed to be in my paycheck, I should be getting more out there, this source. That's where I need it. How do you help yeah. people to make that shift out of, and isn't that part of an attitude of lack? It is. It and it is a very, um, it is a very narrow-minded viewpoint of the only way I identify abundance is through a paycheck, is literally through money. That's such a limited. That's not an expansive divine viewpoint at all, because mm-hmm. there is nothing but abundance in the entire universe. Everywhere you look, there's abundance of everything. So when we learn, first of all, your story that you shared, which was beautiful to share that, is one of the ways we start to awaken a little more and realize, oh my God, wait a minute, abundance comes in a lot of different ways. 
So when you first shared, well, I made this, this was my hourly, hourly rate. I'm sure a lot of people listening to that are like, oh, what? That's insane. You know? And then you're like, but I got the contacts and I got, I was getting education. I was getting real life experience, job experience, interviewing. I was getting the programs, the CDs, the this, the that. There was abundance coming in so many different forms. Mm -hmm. And that's a start of awakening to, okay, what are the different forms of abundance that are actually coming to me? Because life experience, gaining skills is a form of abundance. You're gaining the skills to take you higher. You're gaining the skills to, if you are brand new at a job and you want to make, you know, a billion dollars an hour, what skill set do you have? What experience do you have? How arrogant and entitled are we to think that, well, if I give five minutes of my time, it better be worth $5,000. We are just so arrogant and entitled. Mm. What skills and experience do you actually have to do what you're doing? And if you're first starting out, it doesn't mean you deserve nothing. It means you deserve a starting, no experience salary. And then you gain the skills and the experience over time. And you might get paid, quote unquote, in other ways while you're gaining that those critical skills and that experience that are then invaluable that you can use later to say, here is what I have to offer the world. And I can say with integrity, I'm worth a lot financially right now. I can charge high prices, not just because, mm-hmm. but because what I am delivering to you really is truly worth that much. It's actually worth way more. I'm only gonna charge this, mm-hmm. even though it's a high ticket. Like we have to truly be willing to earn, put the work in, gain the skills, the experience, offer the expertise, but we have to become the expert first. You Mm. see, like there's different levels of abundance and different forms of abundance. And Mm. the more we can broaden our perspective to a divine one, I am gaining the most magnificent skills and, and valuable experiences that I can take with me and I can charge more later. This is amazing. We're in gratitude. We are in humility and then abundance in other forms will truly just come. And one of those forms very likely will be in the form of money as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I have to say of those 15 years and I put it in this context, it was the best education I was paid for. Ah, beautiful. And, um, uh, and I have to say that uh, one of the philosophies that I live by, I share this with just about everybody that I come in contact with when it comes to teaching uh, the different things that I know, uh, is uh, that uh, you work with what you have until you get what you want. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and that's just really, really important. I mean, all right, so, so the equipment I'm working with should be in a museum. But guess what? It's still working. Yeah. You know, it's still functioning and I'm, I'm able to accomplish. I was working at that station and at one point I discovered, not created, but I discovered a particular sound effect or, or uh, sound process. Uh, just to give it a name, it was called flanging. And it's just a sound effect that you put on a, an audio file. Mm-hmm. And I managed to create that not even knowing what it was at the time until... I got into computers and I'm going, you know, that sounds an awful lot like back there in the eighties when I did this, that, and the other thing. And uh, so that was, that was kind of a neat thing. But the other thing too is that, yeah, I could have said, you know, you don't pay me enough here. So I'm going to go get another job. Mm -hmm. 
I've been fortunate that I've had two jobs. This is the second one that I'm at now here in Santa Barbara, mm -hmm. uh, where I've been at this particular job for 16 years. And it is the way that it is. Uh, the wages are what they are. And I have the same situation where it's still one of the best educations I've been paid for. And I'm still here. I got, you know, obviously I got plenty of food because I got a little... <laughs> not not bad. It's not like a lot of guys I know. It's hanging over the belt. But uh, I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've beaten off uh, uh, type two diabetes. Mm -hmm. I have uh, had my gallbladder removed with a golf size by golf so, golf ball size uh, gallstone. Wow. Uh, a year ago. Um, I'm doing great. I'm happy. Uh, that's another thing too. I want to touch upon. I want you to touch upon this as we continue here. We're talking with. Rachel Fiore and Masters of SelfUniversity.com's the website, and this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and Rachel Fiore, I want to ask you about uh, one of these um, inalienable rights. Talks about in our, in our preamble, but this would apply to anybody on the planet. Uh, the inalienable rights of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And obviously there are more because it says, and among these inalienable rights are one, two, three. So there are obviously more. Mm -hmm. um, the universal laws, I love, I love talking about these. In particular, life, liberty, I suppose you could say uh, owning property, happiness, all of those things that our documents uh, ensure. From my perspective, as a spiritual being, Thinking from that higher place, all of those elements of individuality, of uh, sovereignty, and all of those different things, from my perspective, they are, there's nothing wrong with them. I'm not saying they're good or bad. I'm saying that on a spiritual level, they're irrelevant. They mean absolutely nothing. 100%. Help us to understand our place shall we say in the universe spiritually uh as uh was it um young who talked about the the single mind in the universe the one mind i think it was uh that there's only one mind and that we're all tapped into it at one level or another but talk to us about uh, our uh your perspective of our role our place um our I want to say vocation, not job, because as a soul, mm -hmm. I want what's best for me and all of the other souls that are around me. Yeah. So yeah. can you can you kind of help sure. us from the masters of self perspective? Absolutely. It's first to understand that all of those documents were written by people at a time when they were functioning at a certain level of consciousness. We are now evolving out of the level of consciousness that we've been trapped in for the last 10,000 years. And part of that is, you know, one of the things that I am here uh, and Masters of Self University is here to bring forth that offer teachings to the world about the universal ways of oneness, because it's time for us to move into oneness and realize the pursuit of happiness is, um, although appropriate for the time that it was created, is quite silly when you look at it from a divine perspective, because happiness truly does come from within. 
It isn't about anything outside of you making you happy. Mm -hmm. It is about going inside and realizing I'm a divinely powerful being and I can use any situation um, to learn and grow. And I can feel the joy and the happiness from inside of myself at any point in time if I choose to go within and connect to that, that is the higher self that is me, mm -hmm. you know, the divine being that is me. So the ways of oneness are, um, uh, my book will be released in a, in a few months uh, to teach this of what the ways of oneness are, but the ways of oneness, we're being challenged to live from a higher perspective now that it is the first way of oneness is the way of responsibility. For example, what am I responsible for? My own health, my own happiness, my own mental and emotional state. I'm also responsible for not harming others and causing harm to others. Why? because that's a reflection and aspect of oneness. It is time for us to evolve enough to live in, eventually live in oneness and what that means from the spiritual divine definition of it. So if I, if I am going to be on this planet and learn what I'm here to learn, I can do it in a way that no longer harms and hurts the planet, oneness, other people, oneness, animals, oneness, nature, oneness, no longer destroying our water. So it's not drinkable. It's just poison. Tap water is just nothing but poison. There's fecal matter in it. We have to learn to grow up and live in a sense where, you know, my rights, my rights. Well, as a sovereign being, learn what it means to offer to the world and to everyone else, the very things you want to have for yourself. That's the key says, I want all these things for me and I want my right, but what are you offering other people simultaneously? Mm -hmm. Right? So it's again, there's that universal law of exchange. Yeah. I mean, if you're a taker, all right, fine. You're a taker. No judgment. Yep. yep. There's going to be a day, so to speak, of reckoning where uh, the, yes. the, uh, the ledger has to balance Yes. The universe will make sure of that. Yes. And uh, you can make that one an easy or a hard, a hard one. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's really very, very interesting to, to look at these universal laws. Um, the, uh, there's another one too, I think about, and I want to touch upon this before we wrap things up as we're talking with Rachel, uh, Rachel, uh, how is it that I have suddenly it has masters of uh, self university.com and Rachel Fiore is my guest. And this is tell me your story. I'm Richard Dugan losing his mind a little bit uh, in terms of <laughs> uh, remembering who's I, I mean, I can see her. As a matter of fact, you can see her too, because we have a YouTube channel where you can watch these interviews just so that you folks know, as well as we're uh, podcasting these programs on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blue Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many others. And, of course, uh, the programs are on at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Sundays. Monday's at 1 a.m. And then, again, for a special edition on Wednesdays at 9 a.m., where we broadcast those, we stream those live at richarddugan.com. And what I wanted to um, touch upon, you know, we've already touched upon one of those uh, old wives, old sayings about... Um, uh, um, what was it? Um, uh, you can't change other people. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. That is, that is not correct, if you will. As one one of my guests says, anytime you answer a question uh, where they're wanting clarification and it's correct, don't say yes. Say correct, because that's the correct word to use. Correct, not yes. Mm -hmm. 
So I thought that was interesting. But another one, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Mm. Also a lie. And here's my perspective on why. And I want yours. Um, words have power. And I keep getting told during political campaigns about the words that are being used by the candidates running for those offices. They say this, that, and the other thing. They will uh, defame and defile and criticize and put down and name call the opponent or the other party, what have you. And I I say, Rich, the people will say to me, Richard, you are so naive. Don't be so idealistic. Come on, it's only politics. And I, I, I theorized a little bit further. I said, well, no, 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 no. What they're saying, the intent of those words is to get people to vote for them so they will get into the seat of power to do whatever it is that, you know, they want to do there. So this isn't just politics. Talk to us about why it's so important to come from that higher place so that the words that come out of your mouth, let alone the, the thoughts that come into yep. your head, because thoughts become words, become yep. manifested material things. Um, why it's so important for us to be aware of the words that we're using, and specifically when it comes to speaking about others or even situations that we just saw on the news that this happened or that happened and we th- suddenly we make a judgment yeah you know? and it's like wait a minute do you have the whole st- were you there i even say this to people and i don't mean any disrespect to to anybody 9-11 oh i was in phoenix watching it on tv it didn't happen because it was tv they must have made it up with cgi i yeah. wasn't there I can't I cannot verify firsthand experience that it actually happened or that Pearl Harbor happened or the Civil War. I wasn't there. I don't know. So I come from a position of agnosticism. I don't know, Hmm. but I'm going to try to find out. So anyway, uh, words have power. Talk to us a little bit about that. They do. And we have to learn to use our words for good instead of harm. So when we talk about politics or people in political positions or in leadership roles, what have we turned into as a society when we are defaming character and we're not requiring that our leaders actually show up in the way of integrity that should be they should be the role models of integrity not the ones who lack it you know we anybody in a leadership position in a teaching position in a in a leading the country or a state mm-hmm. or a Congress mm-hmm. or a doesn't or a school board for crying out loud. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We should be role modeling integrity. We should be role modeling what it means to honor other people and showing that we can disagree and have different perspectives and not lack integrity, not come from a place where we're there to slander. Now, it doesn't mean we don't come from truth. Because there's some horrible truths that we need to bring to light and be, you know, let's bring this to the light. So there's a difference between being truthful in what's happening here or the way a person is showing up the truth about a person. We need to deal with that, but we can also deal with that without judgment, right? So it's learning how to live in a world and creating a world where we're going to deal with truth 
nothing but the truth. We're going to deal and live in integrity and we won't settle for anything less than that, (laughs) that we are going to demonstrate patience with other people in their level of mistakes, growth, whatever's happening. It's time for us to just be better people. And what we have learned, and um, you said this earlier, some people are there to teach you how not to be. They're very good teachers of that, but we have to actually recognize that that's what they're teaching us in that moment, right. that they're teaching us how not to be because none of this is loving or acceptable to behave in this way. Yeah. And it isn't about judging them. It's about learning from them what you're meant to learn from them and say, you know what, that's so hateful or unloving or defaming someone's character is unacceptable. So I'm going to learn from that. I'm not going to be that. I'm going to choose to be not superior, but a better person than that. Doesn't mean the other person's inferior. It means I'm going to choose to be a person of good who doesn't cause harm. I'm going to live my life. That's a choice and integrity. We're talking with Rachel, Rachel Fiore. She is the CEO of um, the Masters of Self University, mastersofselfuniversity.com as we continue on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your hope. And Rachel, uh, I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Not so much your hope, your host. I'm hoping that you'll continue to listen with Rachel Fiore. I just caught that coming out of my mouth. Speaking of words having power, I hope I make it to the end of this interview here. My goodness. I want to ask you about mistakes. uh, But first, I have to tell you that what ran through my mind when when you were talking about um, the kind of world we want to live in, uh, you know, uh, 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 Don LaFontaine, who is the guy who used to do the commercials, the voiceovers for the, the movie trailers, and he came up with that one phrase, in a world where there's only truth and reality, kind of thing. <laughs> Not even close to uh, Don, uh, but uh, uh, the best homage I can do. But I want to ask you about mistakes. I was challenged the other day by someone having a little bit of a heated conversation, and They said, well, what about all the mistakes that you've made, Richard? And I said, and I will tell you that at first I did not know where this came from, but I know where it came from after after I evaluated it for our process for a while. I said, you know what? I've never made a mistake in my life. What I have done is I've had learning experiences and or life lessons. And of course, I process that a little further thinking, well, gee, if I haven't made any mistakes, then is there really any need for me to forgive myself? Do I need to spend the time and energy to forgive myself if there's nothing to forgive? I mean, do you walk up to the teacher uh, after you've gotten a C, D, E, or F on your paper and say, "Uh, please forgive me for, uh, you know, for not doing so well on this test? We don't do that because the process in education is to learn. Now, it was shared with me, of course, about the importance of forgiveness. And I, I you know, I'm not diminishing that, but it was just mm-hmm. in this particular example. Uh, I think about uh, original sin, born and raised a Catholic, mm-hmm. born into this world with a death sentence. That's the way it was phrased. That's the philosophy, Christian philosophy, that original sin is a death sentence. You die. Uh, you go to hell. Uh, unless, of course, you get baptized. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... And I just thought, there's something wrong here. How, how is it? I thought it said in the Old Testament, it says the sins 
are passed down from the father to the son to seven generations. Well, I think there are at least seven generations between me and Adam. Again, if you accept that philosophy. Talk to us about the difference in your mind at Masters of Self University between, I'll just throw out these words, mm -hmm. uh, sins, mistakes, mm -hmm. and learning life's lessons and learning experiences. Yeah. So first of all, this is beautiful. I love that you brought this up. So this is, first of all, what gets passed down generation to generation are our programs that I teach my child that if I am, you know, harsh and judgmental and critical when you are a three-year-old boy crying over something and I tell you to knock it off, stop crying like a little girl. And I'm now teaching you sexism that only girls cry. I'm teaching you to suppress your own emotions, your own human emotions that is somehow you're wrong or bad or weak and it's not okay to cry over something that you feel emotional pain about, right? That's what we pass down generation to generation to generation, our harmful programs that don't allow you to be a healthy, happy human, right? So what we want to learn how to do and what we teach at Masters of Self University is we see, okay, so do you see how that may have been how your parent raised you? This is just one example. And now you're afraid to show any kind of emotion and every relationship you're in is suffering because your partner feels like there's no emotional intimacy here, right? That's how we pass things down. It's our programs that we run. And what we want to learn how to do is say, oh, so there was a mistake, a program that my parent ran, which meant I learned programs because of that. And now I'm showing up as an adult in my intimate relationships, completely emotionally unavailable, which is unhealthy and dysfunctional in a relationship to have a healthy relationship. That's how we connect the dots and say, when it comes to, I don't use the word sin. And I, that to me, it's, I teach is nonsense. It's let's wake up to a deeper level and say, we pass things down generation to generation because of the programs and level of consciousness that we function at. Let's heal that and wake up to be more powerful and more loving. That's number one. The second thing is mistakes. I love what you said earlier that we can call them mistakes. I don't mind calling things mistakes, um, but it is beyond, oh, I just screwed up. No, oh, here's a chance for me to learn something. If I don't get this perfectly or I mess something up, that is a learning opportunity. I am gaining knowledge and skills in that moment. And I, the universe is preparing me. If I am not successful here, or I kind of screw up there, or I mess up over there, or I get fired over here, I am learning valuable lessons. Mistakes are what allow us to learn and grow, to become more skilled, uh, gain more knowledge, and gain the experience that I need to be successful. Mistakes are critical for mm -hmm. our learning process, you know, and the byproduct of our, our poor choices sometimes, or quote unquote mistakes, the byproduct of that sometimes is that we do hurt others. We cause harm to others. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's unavoidable. However, if I am truly learning and growing from it, what I get to see from that experience, oh my God, I really hurt that person because of what I've done. I now need to own that, take responsibility for it and heal it in myself and heal it in that other person to the best of my ability, because that's what a divinely responsible person does. So it's a learning growth experience 
everything is a learning and growth experience. It allows us to become wiser, more responsible. You gain wisdom from these experiences. You gain wisdom. So let's become wiser beings and all of our mistakes help us get there. Okay, but you you said something that elicits another question in this regard, um, and that has to do with uh, the other person's reaction to. Yeah. Say, well, uh, you may unintentionally hurt other people. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily true, is it? I didn't hurt them. They chose to be hurt by my by virtue of my actions. You sure. might even say uh, they chose to be hurt slash were offended by whatever my action or words or what have you were. And so I guess it goes to this. And again, maybe, I don't know if this may be coming from the ego, the personality rather than the higher self. Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for somebody else's reaction or action to my life and expression. Right. I can only do what I'm doing. So I'm going to go a little deeper with that. This is beautiful. That number one, if the place I'm coming from reflect the ways of oneness, if the place I'm coming from reflect truth, honesty, integrity, responsibility, then your reaction to me is not my problem. It isn't my problem. Why? I don't take on other people's programs. So if you're offended, did I do something that actually came from a place of, I want to cause you harm. I am actually attacking you. I'm defaming your character. I am, you know, slanderous. I'm calling you names. Am I coming from that evil, dark, unconscious place of reaction versus response? If I am, then it is a hundred percent my responsibility. What got created here? You see it? So that's, that's lesson number one is that if I am really coming from that dark, awful, hateful place, then of course it's my responsibility, that is my karma, that I created hurt feelings or harm towards you, right? That is my responsibility. If I am coming from a place of integrity, a place of oneness, a place of truth, you just don't like what I'm saying, then your reaction and how quote unquote offended you are is not my problem. That is your responsibility to heal that within yourself. So it's about becoming more responsible for our state of being. And also, if I go to bed at night knowing that it's not about not giving a shit about anybody. It's about, no, I came from integrity. I came from kindness. I came from humility. I came from unconditional love. And if you have a problem with what I'm saying or teaching, that is not my problem. There's a difference there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think too, that it, it also helps us to better not get, uh, shall we say, drawn into the quagmire, whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, and it's easy to have that happen. I, I, uh, <clears throat> I have to tell you that I, uh, as of this specific interview, I didn't sleep too well last night. I was actually um, listening to, more so than watching, um, some YouTube videos of comedians. I, I mm -hmm. jumped from Lewis Black, who tended to talk about a lot of current events, to another comedian who uh, um, I had never heard of before, but he was extremely funny and I had to be really careful just to laugh as quietly as I could because this guy was hilarious, uh, you know, uh, in, in terms of talking, especially about his relationship with his wife. I assume the guy is married and his two stepchildren and he's telling these great stories and everything. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, and 
for me, uh, I mean, I was up until I think 4.30. I was laying there in bed listening with my ear earpiece in. And I was, I was rather happy about the fact that, A, I was listening to what I was listening to, but B, that I was listening to something that wasn't really um, controversial. Mm-hmm. It was funny, genuinely funny. And uh, I thought, you know, I, I just, I got to do this. I, I, okay, I can't sleep real well, but at least I can put into my brain, into my psyche, something that is uh, light Mm-hmm. Uh, that is funny because I'm, I'm laughing at it because I can relate to some of the things that he was talking about. And um, I, I feel that way every time, like if I'm, I'm uh, working and I have to uh, monitor a particular program that just I really can't really stand the, the content. It's like, it, it's, come on, it's like nails on a chalkboard. And believe yeah. it or not, nails on a chalkboard do not bother me. Okay, <laughs> but this kind of stuff, you know, when you have to listen to or watch something that just uh, like horror films, I'm not a fan of horror films. I'm not a fan of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel. And that's part of what my book about um, make your make your personal input uh, match your choice. And that's part of it is what do you put around yourself? What are you taking in through your senses? Talk to yeah. us from the Masters of Self University perspective about uh, that level of discernment. I guess suppose we could call it discernment mm-hmm. uh, over those things that we will take in through our five senses. Absolutely. That um, it's important to pay attention to what we are putting into our mental body, our emotional body, our spiritual body and our physical body. You know, it's not just what are we consuming um, food wise, and, and what toxins are in our food and, and being healthier for our physical body. It's every other way that we need to be healthy. And part of that is filtering out the things that we don't need to consume that do nothing but lower our, en- our energies, lower our mental state of being, get us in a cycle of um, being very negative or judgmental or critical of other people. I mean, I stopped watching the news. I couldn't even tell you how many years ago. It's been at least a decade, if not, I don't even know, maybe 15 years now that I absolutely won't watch it. I won't watch any of it. I think it's garbage and I think it's nothing but um, negativity. Well, how do you stay informed? I connect myself directly to the universe. That's that's a way, gaining the wisdom of the universe and listening to the wisdom of the universe to guide my life is nothing compared to what the news is going to do for me. The news creates fear and um, negativity and it creates separation and we're always attacking and judging people. So that's just one example. Not that you're a bad person because you watch the news. It's just, I choose that for myself Mm -hmm. because I don't wanna live every day in that fear and all the negative and all the horrible things. I would rather change and heal myself from the inside out every day and be able to create and promote um, content and things in the world that are going to help shift this world. So that stuff doesn't have to even be put on the news anymore, not to ignore it or deny it, but Mm -hmm. that it isn't happening anymore. Yeah. So am I doing my part to change the world and how we are as humans? And that means, am I, um, continuing to hang out with people or associate people who don't have that same commonality? And if that's the case, I need to let people go. I need to surround myself with people who are here to create um, 
you know, positivity, love, and no, it's not from some idealistic, everybody's going to walk around Harry fairy, like chanting Ohm all the time. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, let's get real. Like people love to jump to that crap and yeah. it's like, give me a break. Yeah. We're well, still yeah. Well, the thing is though, we won't be walk walking around saying, saying, Ohm. we'll all be walking around saying Krishna, Krishna, Hare Krishna. <laughs> right. And then we'll all be doing that at the airport, uh, bringing back some, some nostalgia to the airport lost for decades. I uh, I have to say that this is this has been a fan fascinating conversation in so many different areas. What uh, as we come to the uh, conclusion of our program here, what will somebody walk away with, metaphorically speaking, when they go through the coursework at Masters of Self University? Um, they will walk away with the skills to completely heal every aspect of themselves that they want and need to be healed. That's number one. They will walk away with a level of self-empowerment that they, they have never experienced before. That's the best part. The power that you have to awaken, to heal depression, anxiety, whatever it might be for, for you, your relationship, to have the power and the skills and the knowledge to now do that, that is priceless. You can't even put a price on what you walk away from. So I would encourage people, go to the website, check it out, get a free consultation from one of our coaches, follow us on Instagram. It's Rachel underscore Fiore um, and TikTok, but go to the website and see what we're all about. Look at our programs, join our membership program, join our live classes, get a taste of what it is that we have to offer and read the testimonials about people's lives and how drastically people's lives are changed because this is the deepest level of transformational healing that you have access to in this lifetime. Might as well take advantage of it while you're here. Mastersofselfuniversity.com is the website, which of course will be linked to. And uh, we encourage people to, uh, to go to your website. You also mentioned, okay, you just touched upon this very briefly early on, you've got a book come a book coming out not too long from now tell yeah. us a little bit about that yeah the book is coming out um the release date it'll be september don't have the specific release date yet but it is about the universal ways of oneness it's a book that i've channeled um, and it's teaching people how to elevate how to heal and how to live in the ways of oneness so that we can create and move into the new golden age of harmony we really can live in harmony with one another we just have to learn how we have to be willing to learn how uh, one of the things that I uh, and again I, I try to preface these things and of course some I heard this comment once before that uh, anytime you preface what you're about to say with whatever it is that you're prefacing it with you really do intend to be like in my case I don't want to be disrespectful well then you intend to be disrespectful by what about you what you're about to say I said well no uh, I, I want to preface it by saying I want to be gentle I don't want to pass judgment um, but uh, it's just one of those areas where the Christian philosophy that I grew up with, both as a Catholic as well as working for the Christian radio station for those 15 years, that's where I was working for those 15 years. Great education. Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about being, being schooled. Wow, was I schooled. Um, part of that philosophy has to do with um, what Paul says, it is appointed to every man wants to die and then the judgment. 
Uh, it has also talked about how heaven, what heaven is going to be like, where the streets are paved with gold and we're going to be sitting at the master's feet for all of eternity. And my, my response to that was, oh, man, I'd rather come back to this chaos than be bored out of my mind for eternity just sitting there. <laughs> and no disrespect to the master, okay? Right, I, you know, right. As the Baha'is say, if you accept one of the messengers of God, you accept them all. If you reject one of them, you reject them all. So I, I you know, I just say that uh, to, to make the point that uh, there's got to be more to the hereafter than what we're being told in some of yes. these some of these uh, philosophies. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely is. It's not limited to you're here for a short period of time and then you go off. And, no. You're here for soul growth. You're here for learning. Mm. And we've had some amazing master teachers who have been alive on this planet to teach us how to learn to live from heart-centeredness, to get out of your mind, to learn to live in oneness. What does it mean to love all? And we misunderstand and think it means I have to agree with you. I have to like everything you do. No, you absolutely do not. But you, did, you refrain from judging and attacking because that is a form of love. Those are some of the deeper teachings that have been misunderstood by certain religions to put it lightly and i'll keep it there <laughs> completely misunderstood and mistaught in order to exert a little bit of control and and the truth is we all have within us the potential to be a master because we are all an aspect of source of the universe of whatever word you want to use for it and because of that we have the ability to evolve enough in our human form to actually radiate that divine light and with ourselves, towards ourselves and towards other people. That is very achievable, but you have to be willing and devoted to do it and to become it. Absolutely. Rachel Fiore is my guest. Masters of Self University, mastersofselfuniversity.com is the website. We'll be linked to that here at Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, Rachel Fiore, I want to thank you so much for bringing to us the awareness, the knowledge, the educational opportunities, the growth opportunities through Masters of Self University, and of course, mastersofselfuniversity.com is the website. Um, I have First of all, I have three questions that I like to ask all of my guests at the end of the program. But again, I thank you so much for uh, this abundance of time, uh, almost 90 minutes thus far uh, of a conversation that just goes by like a shot. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. Thank you. And uh, just to open it up one more time, is there anything, uh, I guess I, I was going to ask about uh, the the Masters of Self uh, University's mission statement, but is there anything that you would like to impart that you are feeling um, uh, prompted, shall we say, uh, to to share with us as we wrap things up here? Just that, you know, we are all here having a journey. We are divine beings having a very challenging journey. <laughs> Being human is pretty challenging. And I think that if we just take a moment and breathe and drop into our hearts and realize that everybody has challenges, everybody has struggles, everybody falls from grace, everybody makes their mistakes or poor choices, and it's all part of a learning experience. And when we remember that, we learn to give ourselves love, nurturing, support, and grace when we make our mistakes or poor choices or don't show up in the best way or as our highest self. If we learn to give ourselves compassion and love and nurturing through that, 
we'll be a lot better at giving that to other people. I think it's time for us to learn how to be more supportive, uplifting to other people, and to learn to heal ourselves and take responsibilities for our actions all at the same time. We can do it. That is what's going to lead us into the new golden age of oneness, because whether you understand what that means or not, we really are one. So let's start acting like it. I just hope this uh, this uh, new golden age is cooler. I really do. Yeah. I, I would like to see the temperatures come down. I am not a fan <laughs> of heat. Born and raised in Phoenix. I would live there for 46 years. As I say, it was 45 summers too many. But nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> Let's. I'm hoping the golden age is a cooler age, if you will. Uh, and with that, before I ask you those three final questions, I need to talk to you, the listener and the viewer. And thank you uh, for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and then a special edition, Wednesdays at 9 a.m., right there in the middle of the week, streamed live at those four times at richarddugan.com with podcasts at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, and many other locations on the internet. Uh, just uh, Google Richard Dugan and tell me your story. Whammo, you're going to find a whole bunch of sources. We are on YouTube. That's right. You can watch these interviews, and I hope that you will, uh, because, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just wanting to get these ideas out to you. That's the whole point of this. And the point of that saying that is subscribe. I am totally disconnected from increasing my subscriber numbers. I don't care if I could put a I, I put white out on my screen so I didn't see the number of, uh, of uh, 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 subscribers. But what that does is it gets you notified every time a new program a new podcast videocast is posted by yours truly you get notified and then you can listen to uh, listen to that interview and other interviews as well so subscribe you can subscribe anonymously you don't have to you know subscribe and give all of your information just I think it would be a good thing to do. We also ask that you participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, where we ask you to spend time listening to the higher self, listening to that still small voice. I call mine my friend. And my friend has never led me astray, I guarantee you. And uh, so spend time in that quiet place uh, during this decade of perfect vision. And then if you'd like to support the work we're doing financially, we do have a PayPal account. It is for your security as well as ours. We'll take any amount. We greatly appreciate those who have helped and those who will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll take energetic support as well. So we really do appreciate uh, anything and everything that you folks do, even if it's just listening. And that's that's doing something because... As I jokingly say, once you've heard it, you can't unhear it. Now you're going to have to deal with it. And I say that lovingly. I used to say it a little more emphatically, uh, Rachel. And someone said, yeah, you're making it almost like a mandate. You know, like it's, you know, it's like you got C4 planted around the room and it's going to explode if you don't deal with something. Uh, but it is true. You know, once you've seen it, once you've heard it, uh, once you've experienced it, you can't unexperience it. And there's a reason why you are experiencing it and uh, we hope that you'll do that and with all of that said which was probably a lot just the same we now go to our final three questions for our guest very special guest here on the program and the first of those three is who is rachel fiore oh good question let's see i'm nothing and no one 
as well as a divine soul having a human experience. The human part of me is a spiritual leader um, and healer and someone who is here to hopefully promote and bring some more love and peace and oneness to the planet. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? Um, healing and empowerment for every human that comes across my path that, that joins Masters of Self University or gets help from us. Just healing and empowerment and realizing that you have the power to heal yourself. And we're here to show you how you can do it. That's what I hope for all people. And finally, what is your life's purpose? My life's purpose is um, through Masters of Self University that I have created and founded is to bring the universal, the 20 universal ways of oneness to the world to help lead us into the new golden age of harmony. And that those teachings are coming out now um, and the, the books and the publications and things that people can read and learn about what the ways of oneness are, are coming out in a few months. That's what I'm here to bring to the world. And uh, can you tell us a, uh, what is the title of this book that will be coming out? And we will have you back to talk about that uh, when it does uh, finally hit the, the shelves or your Kindle or whatever it might be in September. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's called Mason's Way, An Enlightened Dog Teaches the Universal Ways of Oneness. And that'll be out. That'll be released in September. I love it. I love it. I love dogs. And it's kind of interesting how big a dog that we have, a big black King Shepherd, 100 pounds. Ooh. And when I was a kid delivering newspapers in high school, I got chased by big black dogs. And uh, so it's very interesting that I have one. And yes. that is he, is, he is one gentle giant. Yes. Um, he has only, I will say, I'll put it in this context, he's only bitten me once, but actually it was a clasping onto my arm to tell me how upset he was. I, I, I knew he was upset. I didn't pull away. So I learned, I learned from him. Okay, you're behaving in a particular way. Uh, and I need to figure out what that is so that I can help you and get your attention refocused and so forth. And uh, I think that's what you do with Masters of Self University. So again, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, and, Richard. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to Lal and Jeanette, I am listening.